Welcome and thank you for accepting this invitation to our Bible study and reflection for July 21st, 2021. At my church, St. Paul's Lutheran here in Columbia, our Sunday morning bulletin includes an insert called Taking Faith Home. As I have said before, Sunday morning worship is not just a box we check. It is something that equips us to walk out the door of our church building and become the church to others. Taking Faith Home has daily Bible readings as well as other activities to help keep you engaged in faith-based activities in your home. The reading for this coming Saturday is the 23rd Psalm, and this was my inspiration for this study and reflection today. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for your Holy Word that is a unifying story that leads to Jesus. Help us, O Lord, to always interpret your Word correctly. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today I'm going to read and talk about the 23rd Psalm. Before I do that, I want to see what the Bible has to say about interpreting Scripture. Although the warning in Revelation is specific to the book of Revelation, the principle applies to anyone who seeks to intentionally distort God's Word. Moses also gave a similar warning in Deuteronomy, where he cautioned the Israelites that they must listen to and obey the commandments of the Lord, neither adding to nor taking away from his revealed word. Proverbs also contains a similar admonition to anyone who would add to God's words. He will be rebuked and proven to be a liar. Now, all Although the warning in Revelation chapter 22 verses 18 through 19 applies specifically to the book of Revelation, its principle must be applied to the entire revealed Word of God. We must be careful to handle the Bible with care and reverence so as not to distort its message. Now listen to the words of God spoken through Moses as he addresses the Israelites. And this reading is from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 4, verses 1 through 2. Now, Israel, hear the decrees and laws I am about to teach you. Follow them so that you may live and may go in and take possession of the land of the Lord. The God of your ancestors is giving to you. Do not add to what I command you and do not subtract from it. But keep the commands of the Lord your God that I give you. The book of Revelation begins with a prologue that I think is critical. It's a critical element that helps us understand the entire book of Revelation. And I want to read that. This is the first chapter of Revelation, starting at verse 1. The revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show his servants what must take place soon. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, 
who testifies to everything he saw, that is, the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. And now from the final chapter of Revelation, which is chapter 22, I'm going to read verses 18 through 19. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. And if anyone takes away, takes words away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this scroll. And finally, from the author of the book of Proverbs, I'm going to read from Proverbs chapter 30, verses 5 through 6. Every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, or he will rebuke you and prove you a liar. Now, I remember sitting in Pastor Metz's office one day, and he and I were talking, and he said one of the most difficult things to do is to interpret the Bible correctly. And at the same time, it is one of the most important aspects of Bible study. Now that I have set out the biblical and pastoral perspective on the importance of Scripture and in interpreting it, I would like to read the 23rd Psalm and then reflect on what it means to me. I am reading from the King James Version today. This is not my everyday preferred translation, but this is the way I remember hearing and learning the 23rd Psalm when I was growing up. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that the King James translation was Jess Ballantyne's favorite Bible. This reading is in his memory. Here is the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Word of God. Whenever I heard this read while I was growing up, I had a vision in my mind's eye of being one of the sheep in this shepherd's flock. It was comforting then and is even more comforting now. What was the original meaning and application for this psalm? Was it to be interpreted as an individual prayer or a corporate prayer for the Israelites? It very well could have been both. The Lord certainly was David's shepherd, shepherd as well as Israel's shepherd. Shepherds lead their sheep to green pastures for nourishment. 
The still waters may well have been a contrast to the chaotic waters that God calmed during creation. And Jesus calmed some chaotic waters as well. I see this particular psalm pointing back to the Eden narrative, as well as pointing forward to the Messiah that would come from the house of David. Because God made us in his own image, he wants to guide us on the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Rods and staffs were shepherds' tools to protect their flocks. Now we come to the verse that refers to anointing my head with oil. In the Old Testament, priests were anointed and kings were anointed. Here is the account in the book of 1 Samuel when David was anointed. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, The Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, Are these all your sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, Send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, Rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. You know, David received his kingship through the word of God and a ritual anointing with oil. And Jesus would receive his kingship by being anointed with a crown of thorns, dying on a cross, and then being resurrected. And yes, Jesus does dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Somewhere between 40 and 45 years ago, I was working for a large commercial contractor here in Columbia. I was assistant project manager on a project in Owensboro, Kentucky. Traveling to the project meant flying from Columbia to Louisville, Kentucky, and then hopping on a small commuter plane to Owensboro. Usually it was a very uneventful 30-minute flight until one day we encountered a huge thunderstorm halfway between Louisville and Owensboro. It was really rocking the small plane and you could tell everyone on the plane was very nervous. No one was screaming or crying, but I do remember one person began reciting the 23rd Psalm, and I immediately felt a reassuring calmness that came over everyone. We were blessed that day by David's prayer, and thanks be to God, we landed safely in Owensboro. Now I'd like to share a reflection about Laurel's dad, Bob Moxon. Dad lived to be 96 years old. He died on a Thursday in January 28, 2015 at 3.30 p.m. In his last days, Laurel and I took turns sitting with him in his room. Dad and I had developed a wonderful relationship that grew stronger over the years. Sensing that his death was imminent, I opened his book of common prayer that he kept on his reading table and began reading the 23rd Psalm over and over in a very loud voice. I must have read it at least 10 times before I closed the book 
and put it back on his reading table. Not long after that, Dad passed away. Did he hear me reading? I don't know the answer to that. But I would like to think he did, and that he gained some comfort from the reading. At the risk of adding to or taking away from God's Word, I personalized the 23rd Psalm as I recited it to Dad. Here is how I read it to him. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. He makes you lie down in green pastures and leads you beside still waters. He revives your soul and guides you along right pathways for his name's sake. Though you walk through the shadow, the valley of the shadow of death, you shall fear no evil, for God is with you. His rod and his staff will comfort you. He will spread a table for you in the presence of those who trouble you. He has anointed your head with oil, and your cup is running over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We bear God's image, and as servants of God, we would be well served to heed Paul's advice to Timothy. God's word is a unified story that leads to Jesus and will help us live into our church's vision of learning, loving, living God's word. Here are Paul's words found in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most gracious God, please help us to have the eyes and ears and open hearts to read and study your word and we pray that we interpret your word correctly. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.